Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast. Welcome to St. Patrick's Day week. St. Patty's Day week, huh? Week. <laughs> the whole week. Yeah. I got Only the jerseys, Tuesday, wearing That's the green. Friday. Man, it's like an Irish Christmas. Irish Gives me Christmas. an excuse to drink more beer. It's great. It's like an Irish Hanukkah because it's longer than one, one day. There you go. There you go. Anyways, what are you drinking today, Targo? <laughs> Dude, I had to scour the fridge for a drink today, so no judgments on my drink, all right? No judgments here. It is a sparkling hearty hibiscus lime. Okay. <laughs> Kissed with pomegranate is what it says on there. And it's called Loverboy, just to, just to top it off there. Yeah, it certainly was kissed, let me tell you that. Let's see how it is. You know, like I said, I had to search. It was in the back. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know how I feel about it. It's it's yeah. not bad. It's, we'll have to know. revisit that. It's not a beer, though. It's definitely something. No. no. My wife bought. It is brewed, but it's not a beer. No. So uh, Today, I'm drinking Coconut Hiwa Porter from Maui Brewing Company. Hiwa? What's that? It. Uh, I don't know. Probably something in Hawaii. The name? <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what it's called. I don't know. Anyways, let's give her a taste because uh, I got a lot of it. Yeah, you do. Put it in a big old mug, huh? <laughs> yeah, size of my head. <laughs> uh, it's really good. Tastes more like coffee. Hint of coconut. You and them coffee beers, man. Ugh. It's what keeps me going, man. Not your Anyways. good looks. Those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Targo, this was a busy week. Holy crap, it was, man. I feel like I was watching two, three games a day man, this week. Man, it was like a full-time job, man. It, it close, to, close to it, man. That's what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, man, after my third game for the day, I'm like, okay, guys, I'm a, I'm a little tired of watching soccer. I need a nap. Now. <laughs> yeah, or like go out and actually play some soccer. That's, that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, I gotta move around, stretch my legs. Uh, but today we are going to review the games March 6th through 15th, preview Champions League second legs, and Barcelona under investigation again. Man, that yeah. was the news out. Yeah, that came out this last week, and that's not looking good for Barca, man. Yeah. Yeah, but make sure to hear our thoughts on that by following our TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Check out our Facebook group, our YouTube page. Make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And last but not least, check us out on Redbubble. Help us continue doing this. And we got some pretty sweet merch on there, so check it out. First up in the Champions League second legs, we had on the 7th of March, Club Bruges against Benfica. Uh, I mean, we called it. Yeah, was this one close, was, was it five to one Benfica? Uh, it was a route in Lisbon. I'll be honest. Um, aggregate ended up seven to one in Benfica's favor. Yeah, some nice goals in this one. I mean, do you think Concalo Ramos stays at Benfica? I think he no. goes somewhere big. I think he's I think gonna be so. a big forward, man. He he looks like the real deal. He does. He does. Um, and it's good. It's good that Darwin Nunez got, you know, out of there. So that way he could shine a little bit more, I would say. But he had some fantastic goals in this game. Yeah, he did. Uh, with the pick of the litter actually coming from Rafa Silva, 
that oh, first that wall. outside of the foot. Yeah. Right foot just curls it into that far pose with his right. Yeah, that was a beauty. Yeah, even caught the goalkeeper napping at that one. Uh, next up, we're going to go over to the big talking point of Dortmund and Chelsea. Oh, man. This one ended 2-0 in favor of Chelsea with them getting the aggregate win 2-1. Man. We did not pick the right team in this one, did we? I think we both picked Dortmund. That first goal, Raheem Sterling gets a little lucky, gets a lucky bounce off of Marco Royce, falls to him, and he has a nice finish. Let's talk yeah, about I mean, this he, PK, man. He I want to talk about this shot. Oh, he completely Sterling whipped. He, it was a, you know, go to baseball it. terms, it was a strike. He missed. Yeah. Hits a standing foot. Wing bad about him. Yeah, but definitely <sighs> luck, I would say, in both goals on that one. Mm-hmm. All, you know, but soccer, you know, there's always a little bit of luck. But the second goal, man, this is the one I want to talk to. This PK. Yeah. Handball. Havertz steps up to take the PK. Bounces off the post. Gets cleared. Then it was said that Dortmund players infringed on the line before Havertz kicked the ball. Had to be retaken. And then Havertz scores it. So let's start at the beginning, man. Was it a handball? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. His hand was... Way away from his body, he's no. It wasn't. It was not ball. at all away from his body. I mean, it's uh, as a as a player though. Your arms are going to go away from your body when you play to get balance. The, with the proximity, I don't think it was a handball. I think it was BS. I'll start right there. I don't think it was a handball or a PK. Okay. Well, I thought it was a PK, but I don't agree with the rest of that scenario. So. And so then, okay, so then, okay, it was a PK. We'll say it was. And then we get to Havertz taking the PK. He hits it off the post. It comes out. A Dortmund player clears it, but they said they he had crossed that 18-yard box before Havertz took it. What really gets me is there's Dortmund players, yes, they infringed, but there's a Chelsea player in front of both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea players, in, they, they were in the box before the Dortmund players were, as Kai Havertz is stop, essentially stopping, I know he didn't really stop, otherwise he would have had to retake the penalty, even though he did. Uh, but to me, it's it's more of, like, these guys are already in the box, but it's not Dortmund players, it's Chelsea players. It, it was BS, man. The whole thing I thought was BS. Dortmund, you got hard done. The refs did you dirty. I agree. Bellingham came out and said, like, I don't want to comment. I'm tired of getting fined by these guys. Because it was, they got done dirty, man. They did. They did. And, you know, I understand the rule, right? If you encroach, you can't be the first player to touch the ball. But anybody is going to encroach if Havertz stops like that. It's just going to happen. I wouldn't say he stopped. He definitely slowed down. I think it's like a full run up and then stops. You know that's how they do it though. They do those little hops and But in every other scenario that that happens, players encroach. Can't really I, I, stop that unless you move the players further back. I don't, I don't think it was a PK <laughs> to begin with. I honestly I don't think that's a that handball is given in the Premier League. I think it is. Just it seeing is. what's been given this year. Yeah, considering last week when Arsenal played, all those handballs you thought it'd be given. Are you sure you want to retract your statement? <laughs> nope, I'm going to stick by my guns, but I do think that Arsenal were hard done as well. 
even though they did win the game. So I'm not terribly upset about it. Okay. But yeah, I feel like Dortmund, I mean, Dortmund didn't play well. Don't get me wrong. No. How many times do we have to like say it that you can't, if you have a lead in a second leg, you can't try to prevent the other team from scoring. If that's your game plan, you have to be able to attack first, not, Oh, we have a one goal lead. Let's keep them from scoring. No, you want to add to that lead. And that's how you win the game. I don't think that was Dortmund's game plan. I think, Chelsea just stifled them enough where they couldn't get anything going. That's where I got to give credit to Chelsea. They stifled Dortmund. They couldn't create nothing. They had a couple kind of breaks, but that was... Otherwise, Chelsea were in control of that game. Yeah, they were definitely in control of that game, but I guess the biggest talking point other than the penalty is, is this a sign of things to come from Graham Potter and Chelsea? Could be. I mean, we'll we'll get to the weekend here, and we'll see how Chelsea did this weekend, but... You know, foreshadowing. Yeah, they they won on the weekend, and so it it could be. I I kind of I kind of had predicted this, and I think Chelsea will go on a good run here, and here they are. Yeah, big win and in the scored, Champions League. They scored and, more goals in their last three games than they had since October. The past week, they've scored more in the past three months. <laughs> yeah, just about it's crazy. So, next up on the eighth, we had the big game: PSG against Bayern Munich. I'll be honest with you, this wasn't a game at all. No, your team that you picked to win it, man, they looked... They're out. Not, they look bad. They Not only do they look bad, but it seemed to me that Mbappe and Messi didn't care. I could see it from Messi. I don't know about Mbappe. There I were times like- where like, the ball would go to the defenders, and he's just walking. There's no pressing. There's no following the ball. This the lack of effort was there, and then he would – I mean, I understand why he was angry with some of the through balls. Like, the quality was not great. Um, but like, Honestly, you got to give credit to Bayern Munich and that defense, man. They just stifled Mbappe. They didn't let him do nothing. He no. only had, like, one or two runs where he kind of got past his defender. Other than that, they, they didn't give him anything. Yeah. I mean, the only bit, real chance they had was when Delic – cleared the ball off the line yeah and that guy should have scored i mean if, if he doesn't hit yeah. it with his purse hits it a little bit harder i don't think the lick gets there no and that's as good as the goal right, right there but, yeah it just sums up Bayern munich's defense for the day they're just everywhere at all times just shows that psg is a group of players that don't play for the club they no, play for themselves you said it right there it's they're not a they're not like a team. You know, it is a group of world-class players that have gone and been bought. But I wouldn't say they're a team. No. I mean, when you have Sergio Ramos as your best attacking threat in the game. He was you, off of corners. You know yeah. that there's something wrong there. I mean, and then the the goal, the first goal that Bayern Munich scored was off a terrible giveaway from Marco Verratti. Oh, it was awful. Right off the top of his 18-yard box. I think it was Müller and Gretzka kind of poked it off of him. And then Gretzka just lays it across to Chupamotin for an open goal. Yeah. I know you don't rate him, but he's got some of the best stats in the world right now through 25 games. Bro, you or I could have scored that goal. He was, I mean, the goalie came out to Gretzka and unselfishly he just oh, yeah. puts it on a silver platter. But you're not wrong. He's been scoring goals. So, who knows? 
I think the the best way to sum up this game is to look at the substitutions. Yeah. I remember watching that game and you saw the players that came on for PSG versus the ones that came on for Bayern Munich. Yeah. PSG you know, some... looked like they were winning 2-0 and they were trying to just shore up the game against Bayern Munich, but it was the other way around. And then Bayern Munich put on uh, Sadio Mane. Serge Gnabry, yeah. Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sané. Like it was a world-class Who did PSG players. bring on? Some youngster, Emery? Yeah, a couple of youngsters and then a guy who's on loan from Crystal Palace. So, sums it up right there. Yeah, I would say, honestly, that last goal summed it up. Hard tackle on Verratti, wins the ball, beautiful counterattack. Canabry, with a nice finish, puts it away. Mm-hmm. Next up, we had AC Milan against Spurs. This one ended nil-nil with AC Milan going through. And you're right. You called it, it man. You said fest. it was going to be a snooze fest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Antonio Conte's first game back, uh, he looked like he didn't know like what he was doing. It was weird. Um, it was. I hate to I, reference Ted Lasso, but he looked like Higgins out there. Yeah, I don't even know who that is, but he looks. I know <laughs> that game. It looked like Spurs weren't one nil behind. Like they looked like, oh, we're. They looked like the other team that were one nil up. Like, oh, we can just kind of try to cruise in this game. There was uh-huh. no urgency in the way they played, and that oh, didn't it help. Bad. Romero, man, has two terrible tackles. I don't know what he was thinking for that second. No, I mean, yeah, I. It was hilarious because he injures himself. You know, and he's sitting on the sideline, and the ref comes up and shows him the red card. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, poor performance from Tottenham. I mean, AC Milan didn't look great either, but they go through with that one one goal they scored back at the San Siro in Italy. Yeah, I mean, the game kind of summed up both teams so far. I mean, like we we've mentioned that AC Milan are like the Tottenham right now, Serie A. Like, which AC Milan really team are. you going to get? You know, a good one or the one that that loses? The only difference is AC Milan won the title last year. And Tottenham doesn't have any trophies. Haven't won shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's go to the Europa League on the 9th of March. We had our first legs. And probably, in my opinion, the pick of the litter Union Berlin against Union St. Joise. Man, they're from Belgium, by the way. Yeah, so I had to I look them up. <laughs> I did too. Union Berlin had to fight from a goal down three times in this one. There's some beautiful goals in it as well. Yeah, I mean, it ended 3 3. Boniface. Uh takes a shot kind of gets deflected goes in and then uh was the union berlin's first was a free kick mm-hmm. some bad yeah, giveaways by union berlin a rebound off a pk great counter-attacking goal and then yeah uh <laughs> equalizing goal at the end can't complain yeah, man it, it, was, entertaining. it was very exciting to watch to say that Next up, we had Sevilla against Fenerbahce. 
Sevilla winning this one 2 0. Fenerbahce looked like the more dangerous team in the first half, and then in the second half, it was all Los Rojas. Yeah, Joan Jordan put the Sevilla up on the 56 when his deflected shot went into the far corner. And then Eric Lamela, man, from former Tottenham player, gets a goal. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I forgot he was still playing. Yeah, there's there's a player down uh, below that's playing in City. Uh, um, another former Tottenham player that I was like, what? He plays for them? <laughs> it's, uh, who was at UVA when they played Sampdoria today? Yeah. Or on Sunday? Yeah, I was like, Harry Winks. Okay, I remember him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool to see all these English guys playing in Italy. I'm not used to seeing that. No. Next up, we had Juventus against Freiburg. This one ended 1-0 for Juventus. Uh, before this game, however, remember the, uh, what was it, 42nd red card? <laughs> Moise Keane. Moise Keane. Uh, after that, uh, apparently Juve has triggered his release clause and paid 28 million euros to Everton for him. Man, have you ever seen Moise Keane really do anything good? No. Like, can, can I played, be honest? He's played for some fantastic teams. Yeah, I mean, PSG, Juve, Everton. Like, I remember yeah. watching him at Everton. He didn't do, you know, obviously no. didn't do anything because he got no. shipped out right away. But I remember when they signed him, it was a big deal. Like the press conference they had, he had his mom there saying, oh, I'm so happy to be here, you know, take care of my family, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he hasn't done anything, dude. Like he, does he play soccer? I'm still waiting uh, to see him play it good. Looks like he plays rugby to me, but I don't know. He just kicks players for fun. But I digress. Let's get back to the actual game. <laughs> Angel Di Maria continued his hot streak, scoring yet another goal for Juve in the 53rd minute. It was a beautiful header off of an even better cross. Yeah, it was a nice one. Di Maria keeping his goal-scoring streak going. I think I called this one Juve to get the win, and I expect him to go through on both legs here. I would, too, unless the wheels fall off for some odd reason. But the way they've been playing lately, I don't think so. Next up, we had Bayer Leverkusen against Ferrosh. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> I put where they were from. Did you know they were from uh, Hungary? Hungary. Yeah, I did. However, I saw it on the flag next to their name while watching the game. Okay. that's the That was a dead giveaway. They uh, didn't look very good in this one. Bayer Leverkusen won 2-0. Yep, Kareem Demirabai gets a beautiful finish in the ninth minute. And then Edmund Tapsova scores. A free kick hits the post and comes back to him, and he puts it in. And, man, that would have been a spectacular free kick oh, if that would have gone in. It would have been fantastic. Seemed like there was a lot of those this week. Free kicks off the post. <laughs> Tends to happen sometimes. Next up, we had our beloved Arsenal traveling away to Sporting Lisbon. I'll be honest, Sporting looked like the better team in this one. Yeah, you called a draw in this game. It's a good call. Yeah, it ended 2-2. However, 
Arsenal really didn't look like they got out of maybe second gear. And Sporting looked really good. Yeah, the first goal, uh, was it that scored it? William Saliba off a corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he scores the first goal. So Arsenal are up 1-0. And then, honestly, poor defending by Arsenal. I don't know what Matt Turner or... Kivior. Kivior. It was both kind of both of them miscommunicating. Something yeah. didn't go right there. And Sporting scored off a corner. But they did look really threatening on the attack, Sporting. I will say that. Yeah. I feel like they exposed Inchenko moving into that midfield quite a bit. They did. Um, overloading that side. I I don't think Arsenal deserved a draw on this one, I'll be honest no, with you. No, I, I feel like they were lucky to get a draw. It's that a great goal. result for Arsenal. Um, not a great result for Sporting having to go to the Emirates next week. And probably playing better say, in that game. Thursday, yeah. However, the big news in this one is how good did Pedro Goncalves look in the like tearing apart the Arsenal midfield and yeah, there was a was it Ed? Can't remember his name for Sporting Edwards. He was yeah. down on their right flank. I think he he looks really good too. Running at Zinchenko, yeah. going at him, cutting inside. Yeah, I mean he made Zinchenko look like he's average. It was weird. Honestly, that was kind of an average Arsenal performance. I know they they made some changes. You know, no Martin Odegaard was in there. Uh, Jakob Kivior got a start, but Matt yeah, Turner I mean, was expected. poor. I'll be honest, looks, especially yeah, average his distribution. Uh, but for the second leg, uh, Sebastian Cotes and he suspended. Yeah, yeah, Hidamasa Morita are both suspended for the second leg, which is huge. Since uh, was it Coates? Is that how you actually say it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's a defender. Uh, he's he's pretty much their main central center back, unfortunately for them. So, next up, we had Manchester United against Real Betis. This one ended four to one for United. Snowy night in Manchester. Marcus Rashford getting the scoring started in the sixth minute. What a rocket that was! Near yeah. post. He blasted that past that keeper, man. I mean, Ten Hag wanted a response, I'm sure, after that uh, 7-0 thrashing yeah. from Liverpool. And, you know, when they went up by four goals, I don't know if you watched that game, but Ten Hag puts his hand up and holds a three. He wanted three more. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's fantastic. Yeah, he held up, he held up a three because he wanted three more. <laughs> get seven goals since they got beat by seven goals. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, Anthony probably with the pick of the bunch in this one, cutting it back to his left. I mean, you know, he's going to do it every single time, but he put it where the spiders lay their eggs, man. <laughs> Top corner. It's fantastic. Yep. Uh, Val Veghorst got his name on the score sheet with a tap in in the 83rd to cap off the display. But yeah, what a fantastic response after that Liverpool game from United. Yeah, they, they played well that game. That's for sure. All right. Over to Rome. AS Roma beat Real Sociedad 2-0. You called this one. Yeah, the Romans in Rome, man. <laughs> Went in Rome. But, yeah, I, I did I did think they would beat Real Sociedad the way Real Sociedad has been playing. They haven't looked the best. Roma looked 
I would say okay in that game. So see that it had the pr- majority of the possession, you know, especially after Roma got that first goal. Yeah, they scored it pretty early in the in the thirteenth. But yeah, I mean, Tammy Abraham, man, he had a beautiful drop of the shoulder and crosses it for Steven El Sharari, and he puts it in. Then it was kind of almost game management mode from that point on for Roma, and then they got a little a chance in the uh, second half, a header by one of the defenders. He scored it off the corner 87th kick. minute. Yeah, yeah, so pretty late on, but I think that pretty much sums up the performance from Sociedad in this one. They have not been playing good lately. No, they couldn't really get much going um, on the final third. Yeah. Next up, we had Shakhtar Donetsk against Feyenoord. This one ended in a draw, 1-1. I know we both picked either squad, and neither one could make us happy. So, I will say I think Feyenoord were the better team, and I do think they'll go yeah. through on the next leg. Yeah, I mean, they went they went behind um, with one of the Shakhtar defenders essentially scoring off his butt. Yeah, that was weird when I remember he like it was a diving header and he, he missed went for it. a diving header, missed the ball, hits him in the butt, and then loops over the goalie. It was so funny. <laughs> you can't make these things up. That was uh, a crazy one. If you haven't seen that, it go check it out. It's wild. Yeah, it was hilarious, and it was a hundred percent against the run of play. Feyenoord outshot Shakhtar in this one, twenty-one to five, and had yeah. to level the game in the eighty-eighth minute. With a lovely, they dominated that game. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I see it going one way and one way only in the next leg. But I digress. Over to England. On the eleventh of March, we had probably the shock result of the weekend. Fresh off their seven nil thrashing of Manchester United, Liverpool traveled to lowly Bournemouth, who were bottom of the table at the time. And lose one nil, dude. This is a weird sport. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. This to is me a weird sport. No. <laughs> I don't How? get it, man. Liverpool How? thrash Manchester United, who were flying high all year long, and then they lose to the worst team in the Premier League. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either, man. This is a weird sport. Like I said, I, like I'm almost speechless. Like what? And yeah. it, it kind of looks like Liverpool got complacent in that game, thinking like, "Oh, we're just going to Bournemouth. We should have an easy time." And no, no, they didn't. They should have known by the Bournemouth game the previous weekend against Arsenal that they are no slouch. <clears throat> no, no, they're not. And I mean, yeah, Mo Salah misses a PK by a freaking mile, dude. Yeah, and uh, rumor has it that that ball is still traveling (laughs) to the moon. Holy cow. Even the Bournemouth fans were chanting, you Harry Caned it. Oh, gosh. So it begs the question. Yeah, it begs the question. Was the Liverpool against Man United or the Liverpool against Bournemouth the real Liverpool? They're both apparently the real Liverpool. It doesn't make any sense. That's Liverpool this season. I mean, what's what's terrible for Liverpool fans, if they would have won that game, they would have got 
into a Champions League spot. It would have been yeah. in fourth place. Now they're in sixth. So. Makes no sense. Speaking of making no sense, we had Everton against Brentford. Everton win this one 1-0. One what is yeah. going on at the bottom of the table? So I know you and I, we both picked Brentford to win. And yeah, I will say, I missed beating Fulham earlier in the week. You know, I, yeah, they, they got, it was a beautiful strike and they got it real early. Like, wasn't it in the 35 seconds? seconds. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful strike, strike too. Dwight, Dwight McNeil. McNeil. Yep. I know Damari Gray thought he had doubled the lead, but it was ruled out. See, so it kind of bounced off his hand. It almost looked like he did a hand of God. Just hit it with his hand. No, that. it was more like right here, and it kind of bounced. I mean, he didn't really know much about it, to be here? fair. Yeah, it was, here. it was right in here somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Brentford lose for the first time in 13 games, which was previously the longest unbeaten streak in the Premier League. But what a massive win for Everton. That's their third win under Sean Dyche, all at home, all 1-0. Uh, man, they're they're up to 15th place. Huge win. Huge win. But I will say, like, now, like, I feel like Crystal Palace, they've kind of gotten drawn into this relegation fight. And they're in 12th place on 27 points. And then Southampton, who are 20th, bottom of the table, have 22. So there's only five points separating 12th from 20th. That's insane. Eight places. It's almost the whole bottom half of the table. It really is. Like, this is going to be a wild fin. Like, who's. I don't know who to pick to go down. It's tough. Like it could be any, literally any one of those teams if they go yeah. on a poor run. Yeah, Leicester, like they're in a poor run. Yeah, they can't win a game right now. No, Even they look good. They can't win a game. I mean, yeah, yeah, you get them, West Ham and Bournemouth, all tied on points. It's almost looking like goal differential is going to really be what makes teams stay up or go down. Yeah. You're so not wrong there. Who can let I mean, in the least amount of goals? This is going to be a wild end of the wild finish here. Yeah, for that relegation it spot. It is, but massive win for Everton, getting closer to safety. Bournemouth with a huge win, taking them off the bottom. Now to 19th place, Leeds United against Brighton. I pick Brighton, Brighton in this man. one. You picked a draw. Well I did pick a draw. Man. You did. <laughs> this one ended 2-2. I you didn't got this one right. You're on fire, man. On fire. Yeah, I missed the first two, the uh, the Liverpool and the Everton, but I, from here on out, I did pretty good yeah. picking. Merseyside did you dirty. Well, other than that, man, here right. on out. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Targo got him right. Uh, who was more impressive or disappointing in this one? Was Leeds more impressive or was Brighton more disappointing? So honestly, when I was watching this game, Brighton, they got the first goal header from Alexis McAllister and they looked in control. Like honestly, watching that game, you didn't know where a goal were going to come from Leeds. Like you really didn't. And it kind of came out of nothing. Patrick Bamford has a beautiful shot. It takes a deflection and goes past the goalie. And then all of a sudden it's one, one at halftime. So the yeah. second half, you know, rolls around and again, Brighton with the better team, they get a second goal. 
And so it's, again, it kind of looked like it was going that way. And then I will say the substitutions for Leeds really helped bringing on, uh, what's his name? Ganto, Gananto, something like that. Yeah. He looked Gonto. really good when he came on. Uh, Weston McKinney came on and Jack Harrison, man, it took a, took a beautiful uh, finish from him to make it two, two. Yeah, what a strike that was. Yeah. I will say he was at for fault for the goal. second goal. Yeah. He, yeah. I don't know what he was doing. Why he tried to go with the outside of his left foot instead of his right. I was watching like, what are you doing there, dude? Use your right foot. And of course he scores that goal with his right foot. Yeah. (laughs) So blessing and a curse that right foot is. Apparently. Yeah. Continuing in the relegation battle, Leicester city against Chelsea. And like we said before, spoiler alert, Chelsea scored as many goals in this one, as they did their previous two games, which was already more than they had scored the entire month of February. They win this one three to one. They score again and again. Chilwell with a brilliant volley against his former side. And then he celebrated. I was he did. shocked. I was too. He celebrated hard too. Yeah. He was not holding back. No. Uh, very disrespectful for his former side, I will say. Lester missed a glorious opportunity to level the game off a of Madison free kick. Uh, Honestly, dude, there should have been another four games on this goal. Yeah. There's just some poor finishing. Yeah, and Jao Felix, disappointing again. Uh, He gave the ball away to Pat Sandaka. Delightful finish. Oh, beautiful strike. Uh, Kai Havertz was impressive in this one, I will say. Beautiful cushion touch over the goalie for the second for Chelsea. Kai Havertz got put. Do you see uh, he got that boot to the stomach there? Had some mm-hmm. scratches on his chest. Yeah, he had cleat marks all the way across. That was gnarly. Xiao Felix got a nasty tackle. That uh, borderline red card wasn't even looked at for a yellow. Yeah, that was odd. But because he wasn't given a yellow, it wasn't looked at. So, Mateo Kovacic with a wonderfully improvised finish for the third for Chelsea. I will say that is probably one of my favorite goals of the weekend. It was a, like a little scissor kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Leicester didn't do themselves any favors. Vout Feiss, second yellow card. First Chelsea's first away win since October, which shows you how important it was. Yeah, this game could have had four more goals. It's terrible finishing. Very back and forth, so it was entertaining at the very least. Um, but yeah, could have been more red cards in this one. Should have been probably. But moving yeah, good, on, good run of games there for Chelsea. Three wins on the bounce now. Yeah, two in the on the bounce, in the Champions which League. is huge for their momentum. I will say, watching Mihailo Mudrik celebrate for an offside goal was uh, quite entertaining. Oh, dude, he celebrated hard, and like everyone's yeah. just watching him, not even doing anything. Like, the like whistle he didn't went, realize. and the flag was up, and he just runs to the corner and celebrates. And everyone's like, what are you doing, man? They called you offsides. Yeah, that's funny. Anyways. He looked Next good, up, though, we had Tottenham say. against Nottingham Forest. Tottenham ran out and away with this one, 3-1. to one. Favorite yeah, part of this one. game? Richarlison thought he had his first EPL goal in the third minute 
only to have it called back for offsides. Other than the Oliver Skip 40-yard diagonal pass that was brilliant, this is the second time Richarlison has celebrated an offside goal, and the second time he's got a yellow card for taking off his shirt in celebrations. No, he didn't get a yellow card on this one. He didn't take his shirt off. Sorry. He has as many yellow cards as he does offside VAR goals. (laughs) Uh and still has zero Premier League goals. Still zero goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, what is it, 27 games? I yeah, don't know. 27 games. Harry Kane looked good, though. Got a nice he header. Did. He did. Uh, he scored, scored 20 goals, six years on the bounce. Uh, Son got his 99th goal for Spurs. Yeah, I don't um, know what Serge Aurier was doing there, man. He... Just decided to stop playing for a second. Yeah. Looked terrible. Against his former squad that never played him. I don't know. Yeah. So that that wasn't good by Aurier. Um, Forrest were given a penalty in the 94th minute. Handball by Kulisevsky. Andre Ayu stepped up. Man, was this a terrible penalty. Oh, dude, it was absolutely awful. One of the worst penalties I've ever seen, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it was so bad. It was terrible. Perfect height for the goalie. I mean, he didn't even kick it hard. So, it was, yeah, it was it was real bad. So, kind of summed up Nottingham Forest Day. I'll be honest. Yeah, didn't look They're good at all. terrible away from home this season. At home, they have essentially all their points. All 26 of them. <laughs> Next up, we go over to London with Crystal Palace against Manchester City at Selhurst Park. City winning this one 1-0, but I'll be honest with you. I thought for most of this game, watching how wasteful Manchester City were, that this was going to be another Nottingham Forest where Crystal Palace were going to score late and City was going to draw another one. Yeah, I know you had texted me saying that. And it kind of had that feel, but honestly, it wasn't the most entertaining game, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, obviously, we know City dominated possession. And, you know, they kind of got a, a lucky call on that PK, maybe. It was, it, it was I, I would say it was a foul, yeah. It was a soft foul, but it was a foul. It was, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Holland steps up. I don't know what Elise was doing on that, though. Like, they got caught on a corner. I mean, that's, let's be yeah. honest. They, they thought, okay, it went out for a corner. Let's take a quick little... Get a little breather, and nope, City took it quick, and Crystal Palace got caught out, and Elise gets sticks a foot out, <laughs> gets cooned again. Yeah, and Holland gets another one. He's now four away, I think, from Holland for most Salas record. Yeah, I think so. So I think you were right on he might he might beat that. I think so too. I will say though, he was very wasteful with his chances in this game. He had quite a few quality chances and didn't really hit the target at all. So, other than a penalty, I wouldn't say he's his form is looking promising. So, not good news for City. On the twelfth, staying in London, we go to Craven Cottage where Fulham played Arsenal, and this game was over by halftime. Arsenal winning three nil. Yeah, it was. I mean, Arsenal got three goals in the first half. Had four. One 
was disallowed for offside. Being offside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fulham looked real bad. Fulham didn't look good in the first half. They looked a little bit better, but not great in the second half because Arsenal were cruising. Huge news for the Gunners, though. Gabriel Jesus makes his return from knee surgery, and he's been out since the World Cup. Arteta says that he has to fight his way back into the squad. Do you blame him? No, he's not going to have to fight his way into the squad, man. Jesus is going to get back in that squad. I mean, he might have to fight, but that fight will last very won't last long. <laughs> I mean, with the way that Leandro Trossard's playing, it's he's been one hell of a steal for a transfer. I will say he's probably going to be the January signing of the year in the Premier League for sure. Yeah. But I, I think Jesus gets in that squad, man. What he brings to that team, what he can do on the ball. I'm Yeah, his pressing, his style of play there is, I think has been missed by Arsenal. I, I, I do agree. I, we know Eddie Nketiah is not that type of player. And Leander Trossard's about, you know, three quarters of the way there, but not quite the whole finished article that Gabriel Jesus is. Um, this game, though, Leander Trossard had a hat trick of assists. It's the first time in the history of the Premier League that someone had a hat trick of assists in a first half by an away player. It's a mouthful. Yeah, interesting stat there. Hat trick of assists, but only yeah. from an away player and only in the first half. Okay, I see. First time that's ever happened. I don't know. I don't make these stats up. It's the uh, brilliant people over at ESPN and NBC. However, he does have five assists and a goal in only nine appearances. Yeah, I think There's I saw also, he has seven assists total for the season. Yeah, yeah, those are just in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, this was Arteta's hundredth win as a manager. Uh, from being someone who said Arteta out 12 months ago, I want to apologize, Mikel. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Please stay forever. I mean, it's hard not to want them out after you saw their <laughs> complete collapse at the end of last season. I mean, they had fourth place in their sights. And again, like I said, they collapsed, missed out on Champions League. Well, I'll be honest with you. All right, I should probably ask you this question. Would you rather have a league title after last year's performances, or would you have rather gone into the Champions League last year and played this year? Why can't I have both? Why couldn't they have made it into the Champions League? I mean, they should have <laughs> if it wasn't for some terrible losses to Spurs and Newcastle. They were awful losses at the end of the season. But, I, I yeah, I just, if it means winning the title this year, I, everything is forgiven for me. I don't care. I mean, he's obviously trying to be like create like a Man City atmosphere where they're serial winners. I mean, and that's what serial winners do. The only difference, though, is fans. Like the energy around Arsenal right now is just so magnetic. It's the fans, the players, the coaching staff. Everybody. I mean, yeah, it's, it's great for Arsenal fans. I'm sure if you're not an Arsenal fan, you're not too happy about it. I know I've been seeing a lot of stuff where people don't want Arsenal win. They'd rather have Man City win for the third time in a row. (laughs) I mean, it's essentially two factions of people, right? You have everyone who hates Manchester City and then everybody else who, you know, is from London. 
or loves London team. That, that's I don't know about that. It. I mean, maybe from that small portion of North London and probably maybe. the other, the red side of Manchester. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it's a fun, it's a very fun title race. I will say that. And this one will go down to the wire. Next up, Manchester United against Southampton. Uh, this one ended nil-nil. Southampton probably should have had the win in this one. Um, Depending on the, yeah, just kind of the way the game went. Casemiro gets a red card. When you get it, you got in the 34th, so pretty early in the game. It was initially a yellow. They went and looked at VAR. Determined, no, it was a red. What do you think? Do you think it was a red card? I think it's a little harsh, but yeah. I think, I think it was too. His foot he, was real his, high. I mean, he goes over the ball, studs up. He got the referee. ball, to be fair to yeah. him, but he but, his foot was high. Yeah. And he caught the player. Mm-hmm. I think if his studs aren't showing, like he points his toe a little bit more, then it's not. But well, he kind of came in from the side, though. So, I mean, how do yeah. you, what do you do there? I mean, I feel bad for him. You could see how much it meant getting sent off like that. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's only his second. his second straight red in his career, and both of them came for him playing for United. Not really. Well, because it's his second red card, he now misses four games. Yeah, which might become pivotal for their next four games, their run in. Uh, this puts them 16 points behind Arsenal. Um, their title hopes essentially are gone. I would completely rule them out at this point, personally. Well, they were gone last weekend. Yeah, you got a point there. I will say, Man United got hard done. I feel like they should have had a PK in that game off a handball from one of the Southampton defenders. Ball kind of came in, the defender kind of slipped, and it hits his hand. And they kind of they determined because he was putting his hand out to catch himself. That's why they didn't give it a PK. But like That's he the had, third. He, he moved his hand out of the way. I, that is the third time that rule has happened this season. And I don't think I agree with any of them. I mean, there's some of them I, I can't understand. But this one, he was trying to move his arm out of the way and the ball hit it. So, I mean, obviously he wasn't holding himself with that arm. <laughs> yeah. Big point for Southampton, though. Huge point for Southampton, even though they're, you know, still bottom of the table keeps them still in shouting distance yeah i mean they're only two they're one win away from being out essentially um two points away from safety i don't i guess they would well i mean go. let's be honest here so in 18th place you have bournemouth who have 24 points but then in 16th you have leicester who also have 24 points so i mean 16th so 17th it, and 18th place all have 24 points it's goal differential right it's so. gonna go off goal differential yeah and Bournemouth having by far the worst with negative 26. Well, I mean, didn't Liverpool thrash him nine something this season? I know. Beginning of the season, yeah. Yeah. And then they, they, got, beat... they got revenge this week, though. They did. <laughs> Next up, West Ham versus Aston Villa. This one ending in a draw. And guess what? Targo called it again. I did. Ollie Watkins put him ahead, kind of you against can hear the run the of play. In my voice. 
this is a great week of picks for me, man, in the Premier League. <laughs> Do you buy a lottery ticket yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> you should pick the numbers. Don't just buy a normal <laughs> one. <laughs> but yeah, 1-1. One, one, Ollie Watkins put him up first, kind of against the run of play. And then West uh, Ham got a PK. Leon uh, Bailey considered. I, I would call it a soft penalty. I think it was on Bequeta. But Ben Rama, Saeed Ben Rama, smashes it in. 1-1. One, one. That's all she wrote. Next up, we had Newcastle against Wolves. Newcastle running out 2-1 to one winners in this one. Alexander Isak getting on the score sheet first. Good news for him because he's been in a bit of a drought lately. He hasn't been starting, though. He finally yeah. got the start in this game, and I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got potential. It's just, can he put in the goals that Newcastle desperately need? Uh, substitution, or sub, He Chen Wang for Wolves leveled it in the 70th minute. Uh, I know I laughed a little bit at Trippier when yeah, I saw he, him. He tries to clear the slip. ball, and he kind of slips, and then he ball kind of just lands right in front of Wang, and he just has an empty net to put it in. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad because I laughed at him, but whatever. <laughs> you don't feel that bad, do you? Former Tottenham no, player. Not at all. Uh, but I do <laughs> feel a little bit. It's like that much. Uh, Almiron getting the winner in the 70, 79th minute with a deflected shot going past Jose Sa. Pretty good performance from Almiron. We've been missing that for a while. Yeah, he didn't start this game either. He came on as a sub. Yeah, so a point to prove when you got to sit on the bench. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, good uh, management there by Eddie Howe, making some tough calls. Huge points for Newcastle as they go back up to fifth ahead of Liverpool with a game in hand. All right. Good job for them. All right. So on the 15th, we have two games midweek for the Premier League. Uh, Brighton against Crystal Palace is the first one. How do you see this going? It's at the Amex. I'm going to go with Brighton. It's a good call. I'm going to go with the draw. Just because that's Crystal Palace for you. Next up, we have Southampton against Brentford. Brentford away again against a bottom-of-the-table squad. Do you think they draw this one again or lose? Brentford or Southampton? <laughs> <laughs> Either one, I guess. <laughs> I think Southampton. I'm going to I'm gonna go bold. I think Southampton get the win Ooh. at St. Mary's Stadium. That is a bold call. I am going to go boring, and I'm going to pick a draw. On this one, I, I do want think Southampton. Southampton want, with the momentum, Brentford are just so good going forward. I mean, let, let me put it this way: Southampton have only lost two games in their last five. That's true. And Brentford have only lost one in their last fourteen. Stick and bite it, man. <laughs> like I said, this is a weird sport. It is a weird sport. It doesn't make any sense to me anymore. I don't get it. So I'll go over the draw. <laughs> All right, next up, let's fly over to Germany, where we saw leaders Bayern Munich thrash Osberg 5-3 in this one. Uh, 
having to come back from a goal down two minutes in Osberg with the goal. Yeah. They poked the bear, the, the bear unleashed. <laughs> the bear thrashed back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jao Cancelo getting his first for Bayern and then Benjamin Pavard, the second one of two goals that he scored, recreating the Bundesliga logo. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. The kind of scissor kick looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Leah Roy Sane capped the four goals before the half. And yeah, Osberg won the second half, I guess, two to one, ending five three. But there's really only one team that was going to win this one. My favorite thing was the admin for Osberg's uh, Twitter profile. Oh yeah, he scored. They scored more goals against Bayern Munich than PSG. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite thing, and I laughed so hard at it. That's funny. Yeah. Next up, we had Frankfurt against Stuttgart. This one was 1-1. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It was pretty boring. Was it? I didn't, I didn't watch this game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sebastian Rota put Frankfurt ahead in the 55th minute. It was a snooze fest in the first half. Uh, and then uh, Katompa Mvumpa, uh, 75th minute, equalized. That was it. Those are pretty much two of the only chances in the game. It was boring. Next up, we had RB Leipzig against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Leipzig winning 3-0 in this one. Yeah, kind of a little bit of a snooze fest of a first half. In the second half, Leipzig came alive, man. Yeah, Timo the Werner. first one was bad Timo. giveaway. Yeah. yeah. Timo Werner smashing it into the top corner. Near he roofed post. that, yeah. Yeah, and then Gladback uh, had a pen saved off a poor shot. Forsberg gets the second, sending the goalkeeper the wrong way with a penalty. And then uh, Gavardial makes it three in the 80th. That's yep. all she wrote. That's all she wrote. The big headlines here in the Bundesliga this weekend will be the next game, which was Schalke against Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund coming off their first loss of the <clears throat> calendar year. They draw this one 2-2. Yeah, poor result for Dortmund, man, because Schalke, they're, they were bottom of the table. Now they're second from bottom. Yeah. And now Bayern Munich, they're first place all by themselves up there. So poor result for Dortmund, man. Yeah. Poor result for them. <sighs> yeah. They, they, I think it was a deserved result after watching this game. They just didn't play very well. No, no, they didn't. Next up on the 12th, we had Wolfsburg against Union Berlin. This one drew 1-1. Union Berlin now winless in four. And Freiburg catching them, tying them on points now. Only better on goal differential sitting in fourth. Yeah, man, you're a Union Berlin team. I know you're kind of hot on them. Want to see them do good. They're starting to slide down that Bundesliga table a little. A little bit, yeah. Um, the, I'll be honest with you, they probably deserve to get a win in this one, but Wolfsburg leveled it late watching uh, Patrick uh, Wimmer score on essentially a deflection, and it rolled. No, it trickled. 
into the net. Don't you hate those when you're goalie? You, you're going one way, you see the shot, and it just takes that yeah. little deflection. And then all you can do is stand there and watch it. Yeah, you just tr- looking over your shoulder like, oh, fuck. like I picture <laughs> the scene from uh, the Sandlot. Yes. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> or not Sandlot. I think it's from a Christmas story. Yes. That's what it is. But anyways, Union Berlin, winless in four. Big story there. Um, not doing too hot. Leipzig now goes above them into third place on 45 points. And they drop to fourth. Let's fly over to La Liga and Targo. What do we have in action? So on the 11th, man, we had Real Madrid against Espanyol. This was a pretty entertaining game. Jolesu gets Espanyol underway in the 8th off a difficult finish to put him 1-0 up. But Real Madrid made the comeback. They end up winning 3-1. Vinny Jr. gets a goal in the 22nd minute. Cutting in from the right, man, slotting it far corner. Fantastic individual skill by him. Kind of what you expect, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's one of the most informed wingers in the world. And at this point, probably should be considered one of the best wingers in the world. So you kind of expect it from him. And then Eder Militao gets a header in the 39th to make it two. And then Federico Valverde hit the crossbar off a beautiful free kick. But in the 90th plus stoppage, Milan get a counterattack. Out of all players, Real Madrid's central defender Nacho, man, makes a huge dribbling run through the middle of the field. Kind of cuts in from the wing, goes through the middle of the field. Passes it to Asensio, who then can finish it off. Yeah, much-needed victory for Madrid in this one. Oh, much-needed. But I will say Barca, man, they're nine points ahead still from Real Madrid. Real Madrid in second, nine points behind Barca. So we'll see if they can catch them. I don't know if they can. We'll see. Uh, It's not looking promising. Let's just say that. No, no, it's not. And then on the 12th, we had Athletic Club against Barcelona. And kind of deja vu from last week. Sergio Busquets to Rafinha for a goal. <laughs> Barcelona win 1-0. <laughs> I will say, Athletic Club, man, they got they got hurt on this one. So I thought they leveled. I think it was the 80-something minute. Yeah. Um, I think it was Anaki Williams puts in a goal, and then VAR goes back and brings it back for a handball. From uh, in build up in the play, was it even his arm? I know what you're going to like... ask, ask, and no, it's not a handball, it was low shoulder. I would say that is I... by the law not considered a handball. It was, with, I would say, it was with on his jersey, yeah, where the ball hit on his sleeve, and so yeah, kind of some controversy after Barcelona over having some controversy with some refereeing decisions. Which we'll get into at some point here, maybe on our TikTok, Instagram, Bruce and Banter FC. Make sure to check that out. Insert plug here. Yeah, you like how but, I did that? <laughs> yeah, I did. But, but yeah, I, yeah, it raises like a lot of questions. I'll just that say. was. A, I feel like that was a rough call for Athletic. One hundred percent. Because now that that keeps them in ninth place. I mean, if they would have got a point there, I could have bumped them up. Yeah, they would have been above Osasuna on goal difference. So, and then obviously, then Real Madrid aren't nine points behind; they're only seven points, which that's a big difference. It is a huge difference. Yeah, 
Um, you're thinking, you know, three games, you're nine points, you're three games behind and still level and possibly behind them on goal difference. Seven, three wins, and you're ahead of them by two points. So, yeah, Athletic have to be feeling hard done by that one. I know I would. Me too. Next up in Serie A on the 10th of March. Surprise result. Spezia beating Inter 2-1. Man, I don't know what to make with these Serie A games. I really don't. I don't either. I do know that Napoli is going to win the title. Yeah, who's going to be second, third, Who's going to be second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and on and on? I have no idea. Because at this point, it could be Juventus getting second place. I don't know. <laughs> it's like Inter wins, and then they lose. And then they win, <laughs> and then they lose. They just... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's Other than uh, Daniel Maldini, son of Paolo Maldini. He's seen Milan legend. Scored against his bitter rivals in the 55th minute to put them ahead. That's really all I have for this game. Yeah, I mean, Lautaro Martinez had a pen saved. Uh, Lukaku scored a pen, which was kind of interesting. It's like, hmm, why didn't he take the first one? Because he was on the field. I don't know, man. Again, like you said, none of this makes sense to me. And yeah, Lutaro Martinez, man. I know people were really high on him. Maybe it was a year or two ago. Uh, for the last two or three years, yeah. I don't see it. Not anymore. He's I the think that uh, the World Cup kind of did a dirty on him. So. I mean, he just he misses too many open chances that he should be scoring. For me, yeah. But let's speaking move on. of eventual <laughs> champions. Napoli beat Atalanta 2-0. Uh, Kvica Kvartasheria put Napoli in the lead in the 60th minute. What a brilliant goal it was. Solo goal, man. Sitting defenders down, cutting left, cutting right. They didn't know which way he was going. that he beat eight defenders. It was at least four. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I remember watching it like, damn. Yeah. Uh, he gets my vote for signing of the season, by the way, for 10 mil. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, in this game, Napoli dominated the game. Atalanta's first shot on target didn't come until the 73rd minute. Yeah. So there you go. Biggest news, Napoli are 18 points clear now. Uh, I was trying to do the math on the magic number of games they needed left. Uh, but it was a lot. Pretty much win half their games remaining and they're champions. Yeah, we I called this one a while ago. You did. Uh, pretty much at the new year. Yeah, I think I did. So, <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> being yeah. a while ago. Uh, on the 12th, we had AS Roma against Sosualo. Speaking of not making sense, uh, win in Rome, apparently you don't make sense because they lose this one. <laughs> Four to three. Yeah, this one was a rough one for Roma against Sassuolo. They went down two goals. Armen Loriente got a couple. And then Roma got a goal back in the 26th. 
it's kind of a funny one. He had a volley that he kind of kicked into the ground and then it loops over the goalkeeper and he's just like, what the hell? Are you kidding me? That went in. What the? <laughs> and then, dude, Maras Kambula, Kambula, how do you pronounce it? Yeah. He gets in a tangle with uh, Dominico Baratti. Baratti's kind of, you know, flailing a leg a little and he didn't like that and he kicked him. Moise Keane? Is that you? Yeah. It looks like he tried to kick him in the nuts, I'm being honest. Oh. Oh. Uh, and so he got a straight red card, and yeah. there you go. Clearly. But yeah, and then Dominico Baratti, because that was in the box, they gave a PK and a red card, and he scores the PK. But man, Paulo Dybala had a golazo in that game. He's had quite a few lately. It was his quality, it was a, yet again. It was a beaut. And then Sassuolo made it, scored their fourth. Just a little guy gets put through on goal. Nice little chip over the goalie. And then Wijnaldum gets one in stoppage time, and that's how that ended. Yeah. Uh, first ever win for Sassuolo in Rome. Yeah, huge win for them. Huge win. Speaking of big wins, after that Roma loss, Juventus... Beat Sampdoria four to two. This win takes Juventus to seventh, four points behind Atalanta. Imagine the season that would have been Targo. If well, they'd Juventus be in second place. Didn't get caught cheating again because they were deducted how many points? Fifteen. Fifteen. And they'd still yeah. be. They'd be quite three a few. points clear in second. Yeah, they'd be at fifty-three points. They'd only Napoli would only be fifteen points ahead instead of eighteen. <laughs> just, just, just shows you how impressive Napoli has been this season. Yeah, man, they're too good. They're too good. I can't wait to see them in the Champions League, man. I want to see them play a Man City, a oh, Bayern Munich. That would be so entertaining. Oh, I hope I hope they don't play Bayern Munich because I want to see that as like a final, like a one-off, one-game final. The only team I, I hope see... they don't get is Benfica. Yes, I, w- I, I want to see so. him play a tough team, like you know, even a Chelsea. Or well, I I also want to see Benfica play a tough team. So Benfica Chelsea, that would be entertaining. Big storyline with Enzo Fernandez there. Oh yeah, We're making his return. Yeah, uh, and then like yeah, a Napoli, Manchester City, yeah, Napoli. Yeah, I guess Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Inter maybe. Milan. I, I don't want to see, see play Inter. I would love to see uh, Napoli play Real Madrid. That would be fun. Yeah. Anyways, you said before, and I'll say it again. I didn't know Harry Winks played for Sampdoria. Yeah, yeah. when I was watching, <laughs> I was like, "What? I recognize that name." <laughs> yeah, uh, quite a. I mean, I wouldn't say a fall from grace, but. Um, well, yeah, Sampdoria is sitting last place in Serie A, coming from Tottenham. Either way, you're not going to win a trophy. Anyways, over to France in Ligue 1. On the 10th, we had Lille against Lyon. This one well, was this one. exciting 3-3 draw. Yeah, you Jonathan called the draw David. this, though. Huh? I did. You called the draw. I did. Uh, I also called Jonathan David goal. I did not call a hat trick, <laughs> which is what he got. Becoming the all-time leading goal scorer for Lille, passing Eden Hazard, which I don't know if that's impressive for Jonathan David or kind of sad for 
Lille because Eden Hazard hasn't played for Lille in years. That's Probably crazy. a decade. Yeah, you're not yeah. wrong. But this game was um, crazy, man. I mean, all the six goals were all in the second half. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> our no, I guess former Arsenal player Alexander Lacazette with quite a sequence of events in that second half. Yeah, gives away a penalty, scores two goals. Yeah, his penalty it was terrible too because he was in the wall, like you know, and he jumps and he totally just kind of does one of those and it hits his arm. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Took that uh, arm back down. Come on now. Yeah, but. Retribution for him getting two goals in the 83rd and 89th minutes. Uh, yeah, on as a sub, a header, and a brilliant finish where the spiders makes its webs. Yeah, I say where a spider makes its web, not lays in it, its egg. I, I like get, where my I, grandma hangs her clothes, but whatever. I don't get because <laughs> a spider lays its egg in the corner. I get it makes its web there, but I don't get the egg thing. It makes its the furthest point away from the front of the web in the corner. No, like that's not a thing. I'm just making shit up, man. <laughs> to make it make sense. Anyways. So you agree had, it doesn't make sense. You're right. <laughs> uh on the eleventh we had PSG against Brist. Two to one this one ended in favor of the Parisians. And who else? Ninetieth minute Lionel Messi assists Kylian Mbappe. I feel like they don't have to show up for an entire game except for like two minutes at a time, and they would still win the league. Honestly, man, I felt bad for Brest. I thought they were going to get the draw in this one. I did too. Because, I mean, obviously PSG dominated that game. They got their goal, though, to tie it up. And then at the death, 90th minute, man. Who he else? He that offside trap. Gets put one-on-one with the goalie, goes around the goalie, and slots it home. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Next, let's jump over to something that PSG is not in anymore. Uh, The Champions League. We have the rest of the second legs. Today, we have FC Porto against Inter Milan. Inter's up 1-0 in this one. I believe this one's at San Siro. How do you see this one going? I don't know, man. What what Inter Milan team's going to show up? Fair. The one that loses to Spezia and Bologna or the one that beats AC Milan? And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is at the Estadio do Dragao in So Porto. it's in Portugal. So, yes. yeah. So, I mean, I still want to give it to Inter. They're still up a goal. I do feel like they have the better players. So I'm going to say Inter Milan. I'm going to go with Porto in this one. After seeing Inter's result and performance against Spezia. Porto at home is a whole nother animal. And I can't imagine them rolling over and interwinning this one easily. Oh and no, with, I mean it's only one one goal. Yeah. One goal. No no uh, uh, I feel like Porto have the, they have the potential to score multiple in this one. Okay. So I I'm gonna give it to Porto in this one. I think they'll come from behind and win it. Next up, Manchester City against RB Leipzig. To be honest, this will be the one that we're watching. Uh, This one's 1-1, but this is at the Etihad. How do you see it going? Man City, man. I picked them to win it. Guess you have to, huh? I'm going to go with this one's going to be a draw, 
and then extra time, and then yeah. penalty kicks. Because, yeah, there's no away goals this year. Yep. Uh, and then it on beca- because of that, Manchester City wins. <laughs> <laughs> I want Leipzig to win. I just Thank don't you for that me. long, drawn-out Man City wins. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll be here all day. On the 15th, we have Napoli against Frankfurt. Napoli are up 2-0. They're at home. I'm not even going to ask you who you think you're going to win this one because it's going to go one way and one way only. Napoli for the win. And I think this will be more of like the Benfica Club Bruges result. Yeah, especially without Kolomoani. He's suspended for that game. Mm -hmm. Huge loss for Frankfurt. And then the big game, Liverpool and Real Madrid. Madrid up 5-2 in this one. Is Liverpool going to act like a goldfish and get over that loss to Bournemouth on the weekend? I don't know. I don't think so. It's three goals, man. In Madrid. Against Madrid. Yeah, they scored seven against United, but... That's at Anfield. Was it Anfield? fly to Spain. I don't think they can win by three, four goals to overturn this deficit. Madrid scoring? No. No. I, I gotta go with Madrid as well. So, which begs the question: because these teams are both considered so good, I'm doing the air quotes because of Liverpool, not because of Real Madrid. We wanted to do a combined eleven. So, Targo, who gets into yours? All right. So, for my goalkeeper, my combined eleven for Liverpool Real Madrid. My goalkeeper is Thibaut Courtois. I went in with him as my goalie. For the right back, believe it or not, I went with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Hmm. Wasn't sure with him or Danny Carvajal. Maybe a few years ago, I probably would have Danny Carvajal, but I went with Trent Alexander-Arnold. For my center backs, I went with Eder Militao and Virgil van Dijk. I mean, it's hard to look past Militao with the form he's been in this season. I almost didn't want to put Van Dyke in, put in Rudiger. I kind of almost <laughs> put Van Dyke in almost off his previous seasons, you know, his reputation. Fair. If I'm being honest. Fair. He does get that a lot. Especially this season, yeah. Yeah. For left back, honestly, like, who's the left back for Real Madrid? They have a midfielder playing left back. David Alaba, I guess, maybe, for Lin Mendy. Yeah, for on Mendy, if he's but healthy. I went with Andrew Robertson, man. I can't look past him. He's, too, he's Liverpool's best player. So I went with that. That's my back four. Translander, Arnold, Eder Militao, Virgil van Dijk, Andrew Robertson. For my midfield, I have three in the midfield. In the center, I have... I don't know how you pronounce his Too first name. Many? Yeah, how do you pronounce his first name? Arulian? <laughs> Something like that. So in midfield, oh, I have, really all. If really you're French. All. I have uh, in the midfield Tushimeni, Luka Madrić, Federico Valverde, and all Real Madrid midfield. Because yeah. that Liverpool midfield's Carbo. I feel like it's like in this. It's who do you pick for Madrid's midfield? Yeah, Tony Cruz. You go anyways. Camavinga. Yeah, I don't. Kroos. I'm just saying. So I went with that as my midfield. Up top, on the right, 
three. If three up top on the right, I have Mo Salah. Went with a controversial pick. Darwin Nunez in the middle and Vinny Jr. on the left. I feel like I don't understand how you can leave Kareem Benzema off of your 11. I don't understand you it. I will tell you why. You want me to tell you? Why? Darwin Nunez has more goals in the Champions League this year than Kareem Benzema. Fair. Fair. That's uh, why. He, he complains a lot less than Kareem Benzema does, too. And I just uh, like the type of player Nunez is. He's. I feel like he's a more willing runner than yes. Kareem Benzema. He's got that youthful energy, right? Benzema's He old. does. Uh, but I just... For the sake of Kareem Benzema coming after you and arguing with you, uh, I'm going to argue for him. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who are your combined eleven? Liverpool, Real Madrid. Well, at goalkeeper, I had to go with the uh, goalkeeper of the year, but not goalkeeper of the year, and Thibaut Courtois being in the uh, you know FIFA eleven of the year. Uh, not winning best goalkeeper yet. I don't understand that, but it's FIFA. They do whatever they want. Right back, I went with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Like you said, if this was Carvajal five years ago, I probably would have picked him. Alexander-Arnold offers a lot more going forward. Carvajal probably offers a little bit more defensively, but Alexander-Arnold for me is just a better player right now. Center backs, I went with Virgil van Dyke. I mean, a lot like you. I think it's more about reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went with Antonio Rudiger as my other center back. Uh, arguably, out of both teams, probably the best center back form-wise, but you could also argue for Eder Militao. I mean, they've both been fantastic this season. Militao scored on the weekend, just saying. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he's had quite a few goals lately. Also scored a pretty gnarly own goal against Barcelona, but fair. We don't talk about that. Well, we don't talk about that. <laughs> and left back, Andy Robertson, hands down. Okay, he, okay. In my opinion, is if not the best left back in the world, top three easily. Um, he, I wouldn't I say just, he's the best, but he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very good. I went with three in the middle. I went with Luka Modric, Federico Valverde, and then I went with Eduardo Camavinga. I don't know why. I've always had a soft spot for him because of how enormous his potential is. I mean, the the kid is still younger than Tushimeni, and he's been playing for Madrid for, what is it, going on his third year now? I think this is his second. Second? Anyways. He's a phenom. Definitely, yeah. I love watching him as more of a defensive midfielder. Well, he's been playing left back for him, so. Yeah. Definitely fantastic Most defensive midfielders could probably, I mean, in the case of, like, Granit Xhaka, play left back um, just because it's similar or outside back. Rodri will play Rodri, yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm not going to mention Bernardo Silva out there because that didn't work very well, but... And then I went with three up top. Just like you, right wing, I went Mo Salah. Left wing, I went Vinny Jr. I went with Kareem Benzema as my striker. The man just scores goals for fun. He's amazing. Yes, he is getting old. 
I understand he has less goals than Darwin Nunez this season. Only in the Champions League. In, in the La Liga versus Prem, I will say Benzema has more. Ben- yes. Uh, I will give it to Nunez, though. He's had way more chances to score. But Benzema makes goals out of nothing. I don't see that from Darwin Nunez. So. He's got that the man bun. Combined 11. <laughs> the man bun. <laughs> Scoring goals off that against Man United. <laughs> there you go. So that's all I got for today, Targo. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode, man. Good. That was fun. Um, yeah, it was fun. Make sure you guys check out our socials. I think we'll be posting some content up there. Some of the refereeing stuff going on with Barcelona. So make sure you keep an eye open for that. We'll probably have that on what? What do you think? TikTok, Instagram, maybe both. So you'll have to. Maybe YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to like it all at Bruise and Banter FC. Make sure you join our Facebook group. You guys need to be more active on that, man. We want to <laughs> we want to get the conversations going. Get some arguments on there. It's fun. We want to hear your listening thought. right now. I want you to literally post the most controversial opinion you have in the world of football. Let's hear them. Yes. I can't wait. We also have some new merch merch coming out. We had our uh our poll ended here last week. So we'll we'll be putting out the new merch that we're gonna do. Yeah. For that on Redbubble. Arguably. Arguably. <laughs> but other than that, that's all I got, man. Thank you very much for listening. We love you guys. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>